Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And yes, he is back. Derek, or AKA that ADU guy. How you doing, buddy? Better than I deserve, Michael. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. Hey, lots of people enjoyed our conversation. We're going to have to keep doing this because we both want to help a lot of people. Uh, in, you know, I remember your conversation uh, last week. You want to help a million people understand the value of ADU. So I thought that was a pretty amazing goal. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I know, I know it's a large goal, but I plan to live a long time. And with science, who knows how long we're going to live. But uh, one, one thing to tie into that note is I, I was doing some research recently and 12% of all plans in the last quarter pulled in California were accessory dwelling unit related plans. And that's wow. huge. Some of the Bay Area markets were 20 to 30% of plan polls had to do with JADU or ADU. So uh, like it or not, the ship is turning. Yeah, no, I think um, I think that is something that is important in California, especially the Bay Area where housing is such, an, such a big need. So ADUs are a big, big deal. So one of the things we closed on the episode last week was you have three designs that you give away. And yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I've got three plan sets that are a really good tool for somebody who is just looking into the idea. I mean, everybody that sees one wants one. Everybody that hears the strategy wants to at least consider it. And part of the process that keeps it from conception to crossing the finish line and getting a certificate of occupancy that's really hard is like the planning, siting, design process and it's so hard right now to get anybody to call you back like try to call a designer they might call you back in six months yeah exactly and the the free plan set idea isn't like hey this is the coolest drawing you've ever seen and it'll fit right in your backyard and match your house that's not the point right the point is here are three middle of the road affordable accessory dwelling units a, a one one a two one and a one one over garage mm -hmm. and that tool is used to start your journey uh, mentally and financially of uh, what it's going to take and how much it's going to cost. Yeah, I think this is really interesting because this is something I did not have when I started this journey, right? Because again, I've been very clear. One of my goals for the year, frankly, is to actually complete my first ADU edition. And as you've just kind of highlighted, I didn't know where I was. So I used a personal relationship to get introduced to an architect. So I jumped right to the front of the line. And his first question to me was, well, what do you want? I'm like, well, what can I have? And if I remember the correction correctly, conversation correctly, it was six months ago. So who knows? I think he told me it was 1200, maybe it was 1250 square feet. And I'm like, well, I want one of those. And then I got that. First off, I paid, I don't know, a couple of grand, something like that for that. Then I took those plans, which are now a month later. And I took them to a builder I know. And he basically came back with saying, what the hell are you doing? This is a, this is a full on house. Uh, it's going to be 300 grand. And of course I know the rents and I'm like, well, that's a terrible yield. And the builders like Michael, what you need to do is go do your math on what would be the most efficient. So I wasted my first two grand in probably two months of time at this point, go back to the architect and go, I need a two bedroom, one bath, 
about 650 to 680 square feet or one and a half bath to be clear, because that was going to give me my best yield, right? I did the thing that I teach all the time, go calculate the yield, figure out what the best use of my money is. And that was the answer. If I would have had your plans, I could have taken them to the architect and figured out a lot more and saved $2,000 in now two months of time. So I like the fact that you give these away. Yeah, great. No, those are, those are great points. That's what we're looking to do is avoid the cost, time, and confusion that you just described. Yeah. And again, folks, so uh, let's just give your email out here. We will do it again later. We'll put it in the show notes. How do you want people to reach out to you saying, hey, I want to get a taste of those free plants? Yeah. So that aduguy.com, you can look me up there. Um, that's got a link to everything that I am. I'm that ADU guy everywhere you look. And these are on the resources uh, page of my website. And you can also reach out, call me. I had a bunch of your listeners, a lot of your listeners email me and call me. You know, I, I always say this, if, if you reach out to me, like I will take your call, just make sure you're ready to take action. Yeah. And you know, the, the, um, the influx I've had recently of this interest, I, it's kind of surprising that it's, it's um, so uh, underused and underknown in California, because it's like we talked about in the first uh, round, like it's, it's one of the best states to deploy this strategy. Yeah. And if you haven't researched California on ADUs, it actually, I think there's like two things that Gavin Newsom had done in his tenure. And again, he's not our governor. He's our king because he has special emergency powers at this point that he's done that. I'm like, hey, that's a good idea. So ADU is one of them. It actually came out in 2020 before the pandemic. Uh, just got lost in all of the noise. Uh, but yes, King Newsom does get credit for ADU. So I gave, him, I gave him that one. And I think there's another one he did somewhere that I was like, okay, King, you're, you're okay with me. But anyways, ADUs in California, big deal. Bay Area, big deal. LA, big deal. Uh, lots of places. It's a great idea. High expensive areas. Uh, again, that adu.com, uh, correct? That adu guy. Oh, that adu guy. Sorry, .com. If you want to yeah. go to resource tab. Uh, again, I think ADUs are very interesting. Uh, back to my experiences. You can take these designs, figure out costs, and then go back and do your math because it should always be about how am I using my capital the best? And I made the mistake that the best use of my capital was not a full on 1,250 square foot or 1,200 square foot house. It was something roughly half that size. Do you see that as being pretty common out there? Uh, all day long. Yeah, all day long. Great points. Obviously, you're a pro, you know, you know <laughs> that. But what, what we'll, we'll talk about real quickly is that we want to design this uh, with a couple things in mind. First and foremost, in my opinion, is uh, the end user. Mm -hmm. Who is my client in this? And, and the area that I live in, the market that I live in, there's a lot of young professionals. There's a lot of teachers and nurses that want to live alone. They're probably just out of a long-term relationship, but they're not ready to get married and have kids. That's who I build for. I know okay. what square footage they want. I know what they'll pay. Um, so bedroom count is usually the, the biggest uh, creator of uh, income generation for rents. That's yep. what drives rents, not size. Exactly. So, the, you know, a, a one, one that's 400 square feet might rent for a thousand dollars in Fresno. And uh, a one one that's a thousand square feet is not going to rent for two thousand dollars in Fresno. No. So it's it's really important to know what your end user is, what they can afford, and then back into that and in bedroom count. A couple things I do in these plans will exhibit is uh, loft space. So mm -hmm. we may have one bedroom, one bath, but we have a two hundred square foot loft that isn't really legally conditioned living space, can't be counted as a bedroom, but it is good storage space and it is almost free square footage. 
So uh, that's important to note. A few things that I like to just throw out there as a shotgun blast. If, if you're looking to hire this out and build it affordably and you have a relatively flat lot, you can pretty much start with $200 a square foot. So if you want a, six, a 600 square foot ADU and you want to be hands off, call that 120, we'll double it and you double the price. So yeah, exactly. for every single, just think of a, you know, a standard tile in, in a 1980s kitchen, it's one by one. Every mm-hmm. one of those square foot is $200 mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in build cost. And that's on a relatively flat lot. And that's where it starts. If you're really creative, you want to GC it yourself. You're a great manager. Your brother-in-law is an electrician and you're, you've got a friend that's a plumber. You can, you can beat that price. Yeah. Um, I've also seen people in the Bay spend uh, three, four and five hundred dollars a yeah. square foot if you're if you're in the bay you're not spending 200 <laughs> no let you no, know that no right you're now. not but you're not you, the idea you, is there yeah 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 totally and then the the thing i, I always end pricing with mm-hmm. is it costs almost the exact same amount to build said adu in aspen or in think of the worst neighborhood in the worst area of your state it's going to be about the same price mm-hmm. so this does not this does not always make the best financial sense to add to your real estate portfolio. But one thing I, I, I've been thinking about personally, and I, I'm obsessed with economics, is mm-hmm. uh, potentially a recessionary cycle coming and yep. um, rates are rising. I, I don't need to go take on a bunch of debt and risk to add more, 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 more. It's about, um, it's about yeah. quality, not quantity. And a lot of us can potentially turn our single family residences into duplexes and triplexes with ADU, JADU law. Yeah. Do me a favor. I don't think one thing I asked you last time is define the difference between an ADU and JADU. You said that a couple of times. Why don't you define that for folks? Yeah. So that's something that's specific to pretty much California. And I'm not an expert in every zone in California. And I want to say that I know, I know what I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you that California's rules, the way I understand them are uh, a JADU can be built. It has to be within the perimeter of the existing house and it has mm-hmm. to be 500 square feet or less. Yep. Um, there's some stipulations to some ingress and egress. You can add a little bit more, mm-hmm. but, and it can also have shared sanitation. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is it, it has to be within the envelope of the current house, not just living space. If you have a 2000 square foot house and a 500 square foot garage, you can convert that garage into a JADU and get 500 more square feet of you know, costable, livable mm-hmm. uh, square footage. And the, the nice thing about the JADU is it doesn't tie your hands for the detached ADU. Gotcha. So that's, right. what's really cool is if I was in California in a market with good rents and fairly affordable prices, I would be looking for a house where I could purchase a house, maybe break even with the house, convert a JADU on one wing or garage or portion attic mm-hmm. basement, and then still be able to have that, what I call the free lot mm-hmm. in the backyard. Very cool, so that's very cool. that's the JADU ADU um, difference. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things I want to do here, folks, he was nice enough to send me the designs. I just want to pull up one again. You can go to thataduguy.com on the resource page to see all of these. Hopefully this works. Yeah. There we go. So again, these are what you're going to see elevations and things of that nature. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, um, I, I have three models that I, that I hand out for, again, for tools, not that you have mm-hmm. to build this, it's just oh, something yeah. to price with. And there's a, a two, one about just under 800 square feet. There's a one, one that's about 600 square feet. And then there's this 573 square foot, two car garage over, uh, with a, with a one, one above it. 
And this is really my bread and butter. This one I, I do um, the most because you, you can build upward. I mean, you can do two stories for about 30% more. Mm. So you have the same roof, you have the same foundation, you have the same SDCs, all the same utilities running to it. And you just literally add a hundred linear feet of wall, a couple windows and a garage door. And it may as well just be the crawl space. Only it happens mm. to be a two car garage. And I like to put a little bathroom in the back corner of that. That's nice. Okay. Yeah, again, folks, these are stuff you're going to see uh, Derek gives us on his site. Again, uh, three different designs, a 1-1, one, one, a 2-1, and then a unit over a garage, correct? And you have some pictures maybe you want to show? Yeah, yeah. So here's the 1-1. One, one. Um, this is kind of the, the bread and butter 1-1 one, one that I do, and it's, it's about 600 square feet. And then we have the loft. Again, the loft is free space. Mm -hmm. So I always just uh, remind people that if you design it right, you can go a lot farther with your design because yeah. you're going to be saving money with uh, what I like to call close to free yes. square footage price. Yep. And I was going to pull up this other one here real yep. quick. This is the uh, unit over the garage, it looks like. And this is the unit over garage. It's mm -hmm. 22 by 26. So it's small, fairly compact. It fits just about everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a craftsman bungalow style. So if you're, you know, in Southwest with stucco and a tiled roof, this may not be um, yeah. anything that you'd be interested in. But again, the idea is to use it as a tool to price something of like size yep. and like use. Exactly. Exactly. Folks, again, ADUs is a way um, that you can add income to stuff you already own. If you happen to have purchased something like I did back in 2010, 11 on a nice corner lot, that is where I'm putting my ADU. Uh, again, I think you're right. If there's a recession coming, sometimes it's better uh, to take what you have and add to it, especially if you can do the math, right? My market today is about a 6% yield. I think I'm going to get a nine or 10% yield on my building of an ADU. So I'm very simple. If I can build more than I can buy, I'll build. Uh, yeah. I'm going to do it this, this one time for sure and see, how, see, see if my numbers are correct. <laughs> yeah, there's some really exciting stuff coming too. The, the current administration in Washington, um, wh whether we like it or not, we're not going to get political here. We're just going to say that there is a gigantic push, a lot of money and a lot of brilliant planning minds and financing minds looking at how to make this more attainable from the financial side. Mm -hmm. So Fannie Mae has a product they're working on right now that oh, really? is going to finance. I, I don't know exactly. I, I want to say 95%. Mm finished value of these. We're also looking at wow. new lending regulations that will count rental income on a built or unbuilt ADU towards your DTI of the funding. Like we would look at maybe a more multifamily in a commercial setting. Yeah. So there's, there's all these tools that are coming to make this, this easier. The, the question I get most from investors that um, not, not are hating on the idea, but are just like, Hey, it doesn't make sense. You basically need to do this with cash. And it's like, well, does that mean that the burst strategy doesn't work? Does that mean that the, yeah. you know, the, the, the buy a distressed property doesn't work? Like it's the same exact principles. Absolutely. And then I always also like to add that the more equity we leave in these deals, the more we're going to thank ourselves later. So yeah. if, if you're about scaling and building these for free or burying all your money out of them or, or refining out and having no money in the deal, like this may not be the strategy for you. And, and uh, you'll yeah, probably the, be thankful for that. Yeah. What I got to say about over leverage is it, it works really well in a market that's like this. It doesn't work well in a flat market and it certainly doesn't work well in a down market. You will go bust. 
So again, I don't preach it. I don't talk about it. I'm very conservative. Um, yeah, this is so much fun. I love the fact that you're giving back. Again, where do you want people to go if they want to get these? That ADUguy.com or just reach out to me, that ADUguy at Gmail. And uh, I talk ADUs all day long um, to anybody that'll listen. Again, I plan to have some tiny bit of influence on 1 million ADUs in my lifetime. There you go. And uh, that's going to happen one at a time. I mean, you know how hard it is to help 500 people hit freedom. Um, you know, this is obviously a lofty goal, but ADUs are a, a, a thing of the future and they're, they're here to stay. Mm -hmm. And uh, please reach out. If you do, though, be ready to take action. There you go. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Derek.